You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom Podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello, and welcome back to the Special Needs Mom podcast. I am so glad you're here. Before we get into the episode, I thought I would give a quick little check-in and update on our personal journey, just since... I feel like I've sprinkled it in all along the way. and I don't want to leave y'all hanging. So we are in, we just finished our fourth week of radiation. Well, let me actually step back. Let me step back a little longer. So if you're new here at the podcast, hi and welcome. I am a mother of four children and my second oldest son is a brain tumor survivor. And actually it's really complicated to say now. So His first brain tumor was when he was two years old, and that resulted in a cornucopia of special needs. 
So for many years, I was actually less focused on the brain cancer issues and really just trying to manage uh, and support him with the needs that he has given the outcome of his first surgery. And then this last fall, about six months ago, we got the news that he had another tumor, or rather he had regrowth. And it's just been a little pesky. Well, I should say it's done what it probably was expected to do. It's not surprising, given this type of tumor, but it is unfortunate. He had another surgery in the fall, he had another surgery early this spring, winter, I don't know. And now he is undergoing radiation. So it's, it's a bummer. It sucks real hard. And so that's where I'm coming to you from as far as just kind of where we're at with everything going on. And my other kids are 14. So Levi's 12. Kate is 14. My son Will is 10. And then my daughter is four. And I don't know if I'm the only one that has had a really hard time keeping all my children healthy this spring. But I feel like even if we didn't have all that we have going on with radiation, I feel like for crying out loud, can we just stop getting sick for a second? That would be great. Thank you. Anyhow, so like I said, we are in our fourth week of radiation. We have two more to go. And I don't really even know what's next after that. Uh, We'll do some MRIs. We'll do a lot of praying. We will hope that the part of his needs of treating the tumor are behind us. And then we can um, begin to recover. So that's kind of a little snapshot. And a lot of people ask how he's doing. He is doing pretty phenomenally, actually, in spite of everything. He has days where he doesn't feel good. It's common to have nausea. So he does experience that. But I feel like when I say he's doing phenomenal, it's because this kid's spirit, man, he just really amazes me. And I don't even know how he does it. But he has kept a really good spirit the whole way through. And he is a joy to be with. No, don't get me wrong. We have our challenges. Uh, I don't want to paint this picture that we are just living over in bliss. Uh, No, we have the special needs challenges of behavioral and medications and dealing with the doctors. And, you know, I don't have to go on. You guys all get it. Anyhow, but with this particular treatment, it's it's really amazing. And so that's where we're at. And it's interesting because having done it for four weeks, we have relationships with everybody in the facility we go every day and so it's like oh it's kind of this weird funk where you're like sad that it's going to be over and I know he actually feels the same way and I know that I've had conversations with people about feeling the same way about leaving the hospital that you want to leave you don't want to stay given a choice you say no no thanks I'll leave but there's this really uh, weird dynamic I want to do a whole episode on it on what it feels like to leave behind like the the familiarity and like the routine and structure you have. So whether it's the hospital or radiation, it's just kind of a little mind twisting. Anywho, the episode I wanted to bring to you today is called When Your Story Gets Disrupted. And it's, you know, like many of the episodes, it is fueled by what I'm thinking about, what I'm learning, what I'm struggling with. And so I hope that you connect with it and then it brings you 
some new things to think about that support you in your life. So at whatever point you became a special needs parent, whether it's at birth or whether it was some point along the way, you likely created a new story or series of stories and narratives around what that would mean. It could be something like, I'm going to be tied down forever if you don't believe your child will ever be independent. Or it could be, I won't ever be happy again. Could be something like, I can't do this. Could be, God must not be as good as I thought he was. Could be something like, this is not how it's supposed to be. That's one of my favorites. Maybe something like, now I have to give up everything I love. Or, my other children will suffer. Or, I can't bring more children into this life. And I could go on and on. And it's not likely it's one of these stories or narratives. It's probably a lot of them put together. And you might have your own to add. What I mean by this is these are the things that you're thinking that are wrong with your life because of your story being disrupted. And what I mean by your story being disrupted, I mean the life that you thought you were going to have. So I'll use myself as as an example. I thought I was going to have four children and I thought that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom at one point. That one makes me laugh because I don't even want to be, but I thought I did. And I thought that we would do backpacking trips as a family. And I thought we would travel the world together. And then my story was disrupted. Like I said earlier, my son was diagnosed when he was two. So for us, that was almost 11 years ago. And the things that I thought I would do, the story I thought I would have, got disrupted. And this particularly is hard when you don't yet have a new story you like. And so that's kind of what we're going to look at today, not in its entirety, But I want to just point out that it's this resistance to your story being what it is that is likely causing or contributing to much of the suffering and lack of peace that you're experiencing. Like I said, one of my favorites is this is not how it's supposed to be. There's this saying that I actually heard first from my cousin that is so simple, but for me, like really hit me. And it's, this is your life. You're living it now. And again, it's very simple, but I recognized in hearing that, that there was so much of my thought life that was telling me that I was missing out on the life I was supposed to have, that I was missing something, that like things were broken and I couldn't fix them. And this little simple sentence, this is your life, you're living it now, helps me recognize my life is not out there. It's not something other than what my life is now. And you might be thinking, wow, Kara, I I got that already. Well, I didn't. (laughs) So I'm hoping that for some of you, it also just helps recognize that there's these little misleading thoughts 
that, again, contribute to much of our, our suffering and our, maybe even our sadness. And not to say that we don't have an opportunity to grieve what we thought would be. There is certainly space for that. And that's something I'm, I'm significantly working on. But it's really recognizing that there isn't some alternative version of your life that you somehow strayed from. It's not finding something outside of you. It's actually looking at your life and restorying what happened to create a life that you love. And I don't say that love lightly, like, oh, let's just create a life that we love, live life, love, laugh. When I say a life that you love, it's like your beloved pet. (laughs) I don't know why I thought of this example, but I love my dog. Like I really love her. And I don't love everything about her. She jumps on me. She sometimes runs away and embarrasses me in front of my neighbors. (laughs) She poops in the backyard. But like, I love her. That's what I mean by loving your life. Okay, I don't mean that like everything in your life is going to be lovely. So the question that I want to offer you, that is kind of the, the foundation of this particular episode is, so if this is your life, the one you have, even when things are hard, and you might want them to be different, how do you want to move through this? How do you want to be given that you, for whatever reason, were handed the set of circumstances that you were, right? And when I say the set of circumstances, that would be the marital status, that would be the diagnosis or diagnoses of your child or children. Those are the things we can't necessarily change. And whatever story we create around those things will be the experience that we have in life. So the question is, how do you want to move through that? How do you want to be with those circumstances? Do you want to hold your breath and get to the other side? Full disclosure, that's my default. When things feel really hard and scary for me, I just try to brace Kind of uh, the experience I have is almost like trying to get to the other side of the gauntlet with the least amount of bruising and scarring. Almost just like I have to bear it, that I I can't, um, like that I have to shut my eyes to move through it. And as you can imagine, that requires me to shut down and kind of close off to just get through something. And so the result is you miss a lot of life. You miss, you know, back to the dog analogy, you miss the times where she, you know, snuggles up to you in a way that just feels so good. So part of moving through this is noticing the beliefs that you have. And some of the beliefs I think that you probably have is that you somehow lost your life along the way. The life that you were supposed to have. 
So the opportunity is to restory or restore. So when your story gets disrupted, we're going to write a new story. We're going to actually shift the relationship that it got disrupted even and recognize that that was how it was supposed to be because it is. And that's a little philosophical, but it's a way of looking at something that neutralizes whether it's good or bad and just recognizing it is what it is because we can't change it, right? It's really kind of looking at something that has happened and opening up our awareness that we have a choice and how we relate to that. Now with some things, this is going to be significantly harder than others, but stay with me. So I want to give you an example of what it looks like to restory and to create a new relationship with what is. So for me, like I shared earlier in the episode, what is right now is my son needs a lot of care because he's undergoing radiation right now. So that requires coordination of a lot of care and appointments, getting him to and fro, all those things. And I happen to be somebody who really likes doing stuff. I really like producing stuff. I like being creative. I like all these things. Evidence, I like doing this podcast. And so oftentimes in this season like I'm in now, it can feel like I'm not able to do the thing I really want to do. Like it's in the way. And so a thought for me that's really helpful is I don't have anywhere I'm supposed to be. There's nowhere to get to or arrive at. This thought helps me because like I said, by nature, I'm like, I got to get to the next thing. And I'm not saying this is necessarily a good thing or I have to feel valuable or productive. And so for me, re-presencing me to the belief that there's nowhere I have to go to get to, it's not going to be better there than here. It's really, really helpful. It allows me just to, to create a place of peace and acceptance of where I'm at now. So like I said, when we're in this season where maybe it's one of those tougher seasons where we're not necessarily moving forward or growing or kind of maybe even able to focus on things that we really want to, it's easy to think that we're missing out and that we will be happier when we do get out of this season and get through. But here's the catch. As special needs moms, we know that there's not an end to this. There's not necessarily a place where our child's diagnosis will end. There's no point in which they necessarily will be cured. Or if we figure out one thing, we know that there's likely going to be another. So it's very alluring to think that it's going to be better when we get through something. But it's also a false belief. So back to this question I want to invite you to meditate on. How do you want to move through this? And for me, the season that I'm in now, the way I answer that question is, it's feeling my grief all the way through. It's not holding my breath, waiting for it to get better. It's being kind to myself. It's resisting the thought that I'm broken 
and I don't have what it takes to parent my child. And it's deepening the trust I have in the process. Deepening the trust that nothing has gone wrong and I'm not missing the life that I was meant to live. So how would you answer that question? And this would be a great journaling prompt if you want to take that on. And I think what you'll find is that there's likely something that you have been avoiding or holding on to, trying to just survive. And if you take a little glance at it, if you, if you open yourself up to, again, what the story is that you made after your child's diagnosis, that you'll see an opportunity to restore, to restory it. So that no longer it feels like there's a disruption to your life. And you don't necessarily have to just wait for it to be over to get on with your life. Now, I'm not saying it won't still feel hard and you won't have to grieve. But I am saying that it creates an opportunity for hope and for balancing some of the really hard emotions that we as special needs moms endure. I'm going to leave you with that for this episode. I would love to hear from you, hear what you took from this. You can always reach out to me on good old Instagram at Kara Riska. And I would also be honored if you would take just a second to rate and review the podcast or share it with your friends or colleagues. And we will see you next week. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where... We as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.